I am certified in your program and it's on my bucket list to have you on my podcast someday. So I truly hope that I can speak with you or at least meet you in person. Um, my dad was just diagnosed with tinnitus and I have been trying to tell him about eating more whole plant foods, of course. And this might seem kind of, um, I don't know, this might seem kind of like a dumb question, but out of all of the groups, out of the four things that I think that we should focus on, right? Like the whole grains, the, the legumes, the, the vegetables and the fruits, what do you think is the most important for somebody who is kind of unwilling to budge in their diet? Out of those four things, do you think that fruit is the, the best for anti-inflammatory, you know, decreasing inflammation? What do you think that I can um, help him focus on the most? Well, you, you may not like this answer because I know you'd like to have a more specific answer, but uh, it really is the variety of, of those plant foods that make the big difference. Uh, it's important to have some of all, all, you know, all of them. And we're all different too. And so everybody has their preferences. I say for fruits, obviously. Grains, I mean, whole grains are better than the polished grains, obviously, or white flour, refined flour. It's the whole grains, it's the fruits, obviously the vegetables uh, and the uh, legumes. Uh, you know, the whole nine yards. I, I, uh, everybody, if they look at that total collection of all those different kinds of foods, I think most people can find something in that collection and, and get a little bit of all four. Uh, and I can't say that just eating one is going to be a special treat uh, compared to others. I mean, if there's one in theory, scientifically, I guess, you could argue that they uh, leafy vegetables about as good as it gets. It loaded with with, uh, with uh, antioxidants and fiber, obviously. And they're the they're the agents that capture the sun's energy to begin with. So it's it's kind of a little special in a way between between leafy vegetables. Uh, but then you need you need a good source of energy too, without getting into the fat. And that goes on the uh, the grains. And if you're going to use grains, you know, kind of stay with the whole grains. Uh, whether it's uh, you know brown rice or or whole you know whole grains mixture of them too, um, staying away from added oil that's that's one thing that's not a good thing. Uh, so, um, but otherwise, a variety. I I don't want to put my finger just on one thing. And say, okay, that's that's the trick uh, because most people you know they don't care for this that all that much at the moment. If they play around a little bit, they'll find something. Thanks very much, Dr. Campbell. Um, we're starting to bring this to a close. I've I've got a question for you um, before we jump into tonight's panel. Brian Clement says that modern fruit has been hybridized to be sweeter than it would be in nature. He says it feeds yeast and mold and fungus and cancer, and that for years they studied blood under a microscope and came to these conclusions. And I'm wondering if you agree with that. You know that uh, the the modern diet, the modern plants are hybrid, hybridized. Yeah, mo modern fruits specifically. Yeah, yeah. I I know Brian quite well. He's been very active. He and his wife and have been at their place and have a great deal of admiration for you know what, what he's been trying to do all his career. Um, I you know I, I actually share some views with him on that. The hybridization is a speeding up of the evolutionary process. And evolutionary self, you know, took a kind of transition over time, and we all 
as part of the, the great life system that we live in, we kind of adjusted to it as we went along. The hybridization of plants is a really rapid change, even if it's natural. You know, you take this and that. Uh, but I don't, I don't see the data yet that shows that the hybrid varieties are uh, are as big of a problem as what some people might say. Yeah, I, I, you know, some of these hybrids are, are synthetic; they're GMOs. They're genetic and modified, as you know. That's a different story. That's a, I, I don't want to include that in the block. <coughs> I'm just talking about, you know, cross-pollinating uh, some foods sometimes to get a little better growth and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I don't know whether Brian's talking about that or not. I, as far as I know, just, just specifically about hybridized fruit, but like, hard for me to say. Yeah. Specifically. yeah. Two kinds. One kind you do it synthetically. Genetic right. modification. The only way you do it sort of naturally. Uh, I, I'm, I'm certain he's not he's not approving of any of the uh, the GMO stuff, but uh, but I think he's yeah, seeing it sure. naturally as well. So, sure. Uh, well, I tell you what, I have another question for you. It's coming in from Alejandro. Let's go ahead and unmute. Hi, welcome. Hi, thank you, Dr. Campbell, for sharing your time with us and all the work that you're doing for humanity. Really appreciate it. I did read your book, The China Study. Great book. Um, I'm, I've been studying nutrition now for about eight years, and I'm studying to become a certified health coach. And what advice do you have for somebody that already has a good background and foundation in nutrition and plant-based eating, veganism? Uh, what advice do you have going forward for uh, just kind of just making the biggest impact on humanity that, that I can uh, as an individual? Well, there's some, uh, quite a lot of organizations now starting up around the country. Uh, possibly might want to join one of those. Um, my oldest son has a thing called Plant Pure Communities. Uh, this uh, a variety of local communities that we at our center too now we're having an outreach of actually around the world with different centers. So, and then there's a lot of friends, a lot of my colleagues have things going to join up with a community group. It's really about communities too. Work at the local level as much as possible. Uh, if you can work at the state level and be effective and you're happy about it, go for that too. Uh, but a lot of people don't care to do that. I think if you can do something, there's a lot of things you can do. I, I know we just uh, gave out a bunch of microgrants around the world, actually. My daughter was head of that, the Center for Nutrition Studies. And then she had them back talking about what they're doing. It's amazing that the, the intrinsic talent, the human, human beings have, especially when they get together, everybody can think up their own way of promoting this idea. So community-based, that's big community. And then a jumpstart. These jumpstart things, a lot of people are starting into that. Get a bunch of people, switch their diet, and, and you work with a physician. You need to be, you know, have physician uh, association with this. Put them on this diet. Let them do some labs, cholesterol and other few other things. Let them do that. Do it for 10 days, maybe maybe two weeks or so. And then let them see their own results. Uh, that, that's very effective at an individual level a lot of times. But at the same time, um, unfortunately, even those people don't stay on it because they're so, our whole society is so awash, you know, in this stuff that comes out of the boob tube, you know, and on the, on the labels on food cans and stuff like that. My God, so it's hard to get away from it. Uh, but local level, I, I think that's probably one of the biggest things. Work at the local level as much as possible. Mm -hmm.